It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Can Bryce Young live up to the hype and take the Carolina Panthers to the playoffs in his rookie year? I'll tell you right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as we're still in off-season mode here on the show. But come July 17th, we'll be back to your team every day. Our motto here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Make sure to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or where you listen to your favorite podcast to make sure you check out every single edition of the show And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Fridays I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me over on Twitter, at Julian Council, to get those questions in for this week's edition of the Weekly Friday Mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. And today... We'll get started with our position evaluations and breakdowns for the next three weeks until we get to July 17th, nine days for the Carolina Panthers report down to training camp in Spartanburg, South Carolina on the campus of Wofford College on July 26th. We'll be breaking down, I really, but all of us here on the show will be breaking down uh, the quarterback position, the running back position, all the position groups here in Carolina. And today we'll start off with the quarterback. So every episode, I'm going to talk about this biggest storyline, about the biggest name within that position group. And you can guess who that is going to uh, focus around today. And I'll also be talking about the biggest question about the position group heading into the season. And then take a look at the position group as a whole, really discussing the rest of the players that I might not have talked about in those first two segments here on the show. Let's go ahead and start off by discussing the quarterbacks and the biggest storyline about the biggest name. And the biggest storyline is obviously the Carolina Panthers trading up from number nine to number one overall, sending DJ Moore, the Panthers' best wide receiver the last couple seasons, to Chicago and a second-round pick in this year's draft, a second-round pick in 2025, and their first-round pick in 2024 so that they could draft Bryce Young, quarterback, out of Alabama, number one overall, and hope that he will be their franchise quarterback. It's the biggest storyline because Carolina Panthers gave up a lot for the hype and the expectations and the hopes that Bryce Young can stabilize a position that has been in flux since Cam Newton's shoulder fell apart during the 2018 season. When at 6-2, and two, after beating the brakes off the Buccaneers, we were talking about MVP season for Cam. We were talking about Super Bowl here in Carolina. Then it all fell apart in the second half of that season. And coming out of that in 2019 with David Tepper in his second year as the owner, Ron Rivera having to win or else season in 19, the Panthers signed Gerald McCoy. They look like a team that could contend once again in the NFC South in 2019. But then it started off with a loss to the Rams. Then it started off with a loss again on Thursday Night Football to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
And after that, we didn't see Cam Newton the rest of the way. It was stabilized for a moment there by Kyle Allen, but really, Christian McCaffrey and the defense was excellent as Panthers won four straight games and beat the brakes off of those Buccaneers and caused Jameis Winston to, well, look like he's looked a lot of times in the NFL in that game in London, and the vibes were good. But unfortunately, Kyle Allen was a false idol and was never the guy. Well, Greer had ill-fated starts in Indianapolis and in the season finale in New Orleans, which he was knocked out of. And the Panthers are right back there trying to find a new head coach and a new quarterback. And David Tepper, Matt Rule, Marty Herney, and the Panthers organization said to Cam Newton, now we're good. We're going to go with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater turned out to be Teddy Bridgewater in 2020. People were mad as hell for Teddy Bridgewater for being that guy that he had always been. And the Panthers tried to get Matthew Stafford. He fell in love in Cabo with Sean McVay. That didn't work out. The Panthers tried for the first time to bring in Deshaun Watson. He wasn't interested. And despite coaching at the Senior Bowl and having a deep quarterback class where you still had the options of Mac Jones out of Alabama and Justin Fields out of Ohio State and potentially Trey Lance out of North Dakota State, the Carolina Panthers said, no, we're good. We're going to trade a second and fourth and a sixth rounder to New York for Sam Darnold, who was terrible for his first three years. And then not only are we going to give up those draft picks, we're going to exercise a fifth-year option without having seen him play a game here in Carolina. Shocking to nobody who had watched Sam Darnold, he was no good. Then the Panthers tried again with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson still didn't want to come here. The Panthers had to find a way to bring some competition in. They failed to trade for Baker Mayfield on night two of the draft and decide in a panic move to trade up and bring in Matt Corral. Some of y'all foolishly told yourself that Matt Corral is the future. That did not happen as Carolina Panthers brought in Baker Mayfield to be competition. And, of course, Baker Mayfield was never here just to be competition. He was here to be the starter. And, well, that did not work out. P.J. Walker had his opportunity. Sam Darnold came back, played the best football of his career, but still not enough. In the Carolina Panthers, they have Frank Reich. Scott Fitter is still here, and Bryce Young as their quarterback. The carousel, it had to end, and it is now ending with Bryce Young, we hope. The hopes and dreams for all the football fans in this city lie on the shoulders and the small frame of Bryce Young. He is the story going into this season. Yes, we all want the Panthers, the team, the organization to have success and to go to the playoffs. But really what matters is the development of Bryce Young. Now, you don't want that to hinder the team, but the team and the organization are only going to go as far as Bryce Young is able to take them this season and hopefully the next 10 years and beyond. It is so important that Bryce Young comes in and shows us something this upcoming season to start to feel like the Panthers made the right decision. And you can feel that way right now. And I feel like they had to trade up to make sure they got their guy. I was never someone who thought they should get up to number one. I didn't feel like any of the quarterbacks in this draft class were surefire. You can't miss this guy. You have to go get him. But I certainly felt like the Panthers need to move up in position and get their guy. And they felt like there was someone in this draft class that was that guy that Go ahead, do it, and by all means, and they did by bringing in Bryce Young. And Frank Reich said, Bryce Young has been the best player on the best team since he was a kid. Dating back to modern day, back in California, where so many fantastic quarterbacks have come out of, winning a state title there, being the number one quarterback, and the conversations being, is it Bryce Young or DJ Uyunglele, who the better quarterback coming out of California, as we've seen, Bryce Young was that guy, DJ, you might not even start at Oregon State this upcoming season after failing at Clemson, and then Bryce Young, the conversation was, again, about size, is it him or is it CJ Stroud? Early on, we thought it was CJ Stroud, it turns out it was Bryce Young always and forever for the Carolina Panthers when they decided on March 10th to trade up to get him at number one. 
The Panthers have given up so much. They have put so much into Bryce Young being the guy and being the franchise here in Carolina. We have to wait and see whether he can live up to the hype. So by far the biggest story when it comes to quarterbacks here in Carolina is Bryce Young and all the weight of expectation that's right here on him heading into 2023 and beyond as Carolina Panthers hope that they've found their future franchise quarterback in the 5'10-204, according to the Combine quarterback out of Alabama. I hope that's the case. I love Bryce Young throughout the draft process. I know at the end I was saying, hey, maybe Anthony Richardson's the guy. Bryce Young was very clearly the better quarterback out of all these guys. Will he be the better one once he gets to the NFL? We'll see. But what's around him with Josh McCown, Andy Dalton as a veteran backup quarterback, Frank Reich, of course, he's played a position, coach position in this league, Parks Frazier, Jim Caldwell, there, Thomas Brown, the OC, this is the best foundation that Bryce Young could have hoped to have stepped into in the NFL. The Carolina Panthers have done everything they can to put what they need to put around him going into year one. Let's see if Bryce Young can live up to that hype heading into this season. So what is the biggest question surrounding this position group? Well, it's not just can Bryce Young live up to the hype overall. Can he get the Panthers back to the playoffs in year one? We'll talk about that here in just a moment. Unlocked on Panthers. But before we do that, head over to FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because baseball season is in full swing. No more hockey. Congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights on their Stanley Cup. Also, Denver Nuggets. Congratulations really to the city of Denver. Back-to-back years. I hate y'all for winning championships when my city can't do it. But whatever. Baseball's in full swing. And there's no better place to get in on all the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We'll go ahead. Bet on the Braves because we're going to the World Series yet again. Very excited about how well the Braves have been playing. Right now, new customers, that could be you. You can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to join today. Baseball, baseball, baseball. That's what we're betting on here this summer, Major League Baseball. We're betting on the Braves to go out there, win the NL East, and, of course, to win the World Series. So don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel.com today. Just go to FanDuel.com. Just locked on to sign up. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You'll hear me say several times throughout the season, What matters most is Bryce Young's development in seeing the signs that Bryce Young can be the franchise quarterback here in Carolina. He is a franchise quarterback in name only currently. When you give up what you gave up for him, he's going to be your starter heading into week one. And we've already seen from the beginning of OTAs, he was already sharing snaps the first team with Andy Dalton. We've always known it was only a matter of time before Andy Dalton had to pass the reins over to Bryce Young, if he even held the reins at all. I really feel like it's Frank Reich holding the reins, Dalton kind of right there holding it next to him, but like, hey, Andy, back off. Bryce is going to be the guy. When Bryce Young checked all the boxes that they wanted to see the last couple weeks ahead of mandatory minicamp last week, Frank Reich said, he's our guy right now. 
Now, of course, Bryce Young, over the next five weeks as the Panthers are resting up and keeping their bodies in shape and preparing for the 2023 season and training camp down there at Wofford, he's going to have to do all the right things once we get down to training camp. And once we get to the preseason, he's still going to have to show the signs that he's ready to start week one on the road against a division rival in the Atlanta Falcons. Like, that is obviously important that we need to see that. But he's going to start week one. The Panthers did not give up all of those picks and make all these moves, bringing guys like Hayden Hurst and Adam Thielen and DJ Chark and Miles Sanders and to bring back Bradley Bozeman so that they would have a solid foundation for rookie. They didn't do all that to let Andy Dalton be the starting quarterback or to go to Matt Corral week one. They're setting everything up for Bryce Young. And so far, Bryce has done everything to tell them and show them that he's the right guy heading down I-85 South there in September against the Dirty Birds there in Atlanta. Now, the biggest question about this position group for me is, can Bryce take the Panthers to the playoffs in year one? You look at the division, and this is why it was so frustrating, I think, the last couple of seasons for a lot of Panther fans, myself included, when looking at the quarterback position. It's the fact that, like, you knew that Tom Brady wasn't going to be around forever in Tampa. Now he's retired, officially, gone forever, <laughs> I hope. And you also knew that Drew Brees was not going to be around forever there in New Orleans. Like, they were at the tail end of their career. And we saw Drew Brees, he was really at the end of his career there during that 2020 season. But Tom Brady, he still had something left. The Buccaneers were a good team. They went after it, and they won a Super Bowl. So congrats to them, but also, we hate you. We knew that those guys weren't long for the job. Matt Ryan, I don't know what anyone really felt about the situation there in Atlanta. I'm, in a way, surprised that it ended so abruptly for Matt Ryan and how bad he was last year in Indianapolis when Frank Reich was the head coach and really ended up costing him his job, even though it doesn't feel like that was even Frank uh, Reich's move to bring in Matt Ryan. Either way, the three guys that were the quarterbacks in the NFC South, they're all gone. And the Panthers wasted time with Teddy Bridgewater. And really, with Teddy, I understood Joe Brady, he's the OC. It's the system. He looked good in New Orleans a year prior where the Saints went 5-0 and with him as a starter. Even though if you watch those games, it was Alvin Kamara being off, awesome and the defense being awesome. Sounds very similar to the situation in 2019 where Kyle Allen really wasn't that good, but what was around him defensively and in the backfield of Christian McCaffrey really helped elevate him and confuse people by thinking that, oh, it's the quarterback doing that. Not the case of Bridgewater, who was fine. And if you really looked at the offenses the last couple seasons, four guys went over 1,000 yards in that season in 2020 with Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback. Was he ever the answer? No. But the plan should have been to go get a quarterback in 21 or wouldn't and, and start that guy when the time is right. Instead, they're going after reclamation projects in Sam Darnold. They're trying to convince a guy like Matthew Stafford, who long-term might not be able to stick around much longer in Los Angeles. They were going off after Deshaun, who had no interest in being here. We saw Baker coming here, Sam, just not having the right kind of plan and not having a plan at all. So now you've landed on Bryce and you have a chance in the NFC South where those quarterbacks are gone. I don't know what the future holds in store for Atlanta with Desmond Ritter, but it's now time for the Falcons to try and contend after two years of trying to fix the salary cap there with Terry Fontenot as their general manager and Arthur Smith as their head coach. I know he did a good job as the OC there in Tennessee. I just don't know how good of that a football teams are going to be. I think they'll be improved this year. I don't think they're going to be a laughing stock. But I don't know if I'm sell. I'm gonna buy into Desmond Ritter. 
you look down in New Orleans, just by default right now, I have Derek Carr as the best quarterback in a division just because he's played the most snaps. He's been a solid player. He's taken the team to the playoffs twice. Now, he broke his leg a couple years ago, and the Raiders are 12-4. No idea what would have happened that season if he doesn't get injured. But either way, he's been solid. He's not been spectacular, but he's been a solid quarterback. And right now, he's the best one in the NFC South. You look down in Tampa, is it Trask? Is it Baker? Is it John Wolford? I'm not really all that concerned about Tampa, although they do have some weapons offensively, but do they have the quarterback that can get them the football? I'm leaning on no. Like There were no long-term answers in this division. And even when you look at it with short-term answers, is Derek Carr going to be good enough to assuredly win a division for the New Orleans Saints this upcoming season? I wouldn't even say that as a yes. They're the favorites right now, but once we get down October, November... Are they still the favorites, or has Bryce Young showed enough? Like, really, for me, I look at this Panthers roster. The offensive line is fantastic. I don't know if there's going to be an all-pro or a pro bowler, but they're good enough, and we saw last year how good they were. And you have some solid depth there. Even with the concerns of Austin Corbett missing some time and going to have to start off on the pup list, you got a good offensive line. Wide receiver core, not spectacular, below average, but you got guys who can make a play more so than you had a year ago when it was really DJ Moore. So you have options at least. You got Hayden Hurst, who I think in this offense that utilizes the tight end, he can have a big year. Miles Sanders, don't really love paying a running back, but he's coming off a fantastic season where he helped filled out the Eagles get to the Super Bowl, and he was great all season long. You have the coaching staff around. Offensively, you have pretty much all the pieces that you want, except you don't really have those big play wide receivers, or at least they have not shown themselves to be that just yet, especially here in Carolina, because of course they have not played a game. Defensively, the only thing I feel like they're missing is, well, the continuity of the 3-4 scheme, which will take some time. We talked to Jordan Rodriguez about that, how it takes a little bit of time to really get there, but I feel like they're going to get there with Jero Vero and all the talent they have established defensively. The only thing else they're missing is that known quantity at outside linebacker opposite of Brian Burns. Special teams why you had the, the whole battery back. You got Hecker back as a kicker, as a punter, rather. You got Pinheiro back as a kicker. You got J.J. Jansen back. You feel good about the special teams and that they can make improvements. You feel good overall about this roster. The major question is, is the quarterback, Bryce Young, going to be good enough to get them to the playoffs? Because oftentimes, rookies, they have up and down seasons. And Someone asked me a couple weeks ago um, on the Friday mailbag about, hey, what are expectations for his Bryce Young stats? And I felt like, okay, about you know, 3,500 yards, 20-something touchdowns, maybe like nine interceptions, that kind of stuff. That would be good. I feel like that would be good enough to put the Panthers in position to be a playoff team. Because I think the defense is going to be really good. I think special teams will also be strong in what's around him. As far as he's not going to be all really concerned about the guys in front of him protecting him, because they will. And I do think that Miles Sanders and Hayden Hurst and, his, and the offensive weaponry will be good enough to give him outlets to where – they can make some plays, and it's not all on Bryce Young. And it's a team game. And I know we overvalue, we overvalue the quarterback position so often, think that the only way you can win games is with the quarterback. But at the NFL level, to win at the highest, you have to have a strong quarterback. You cannot have a quarterback who you're winning in spite of. And we've seen rookies have success and get the teams to the playoffs. I saw Dak Prescott do that. But at the end of the day with Dallas, Dak wasn't the guy at that point in time in his career. And he Still kind of is not the guy, but he's still good enough to get Dallas to the playoffs. But that year where they were number one seed, he wasn't ready. And we saw Mac Jones a couple years ago when he got the Patriots to the playoffs. They ended up losing the division because he just really wasn't ready. And they got their doors blown off of him against Buffalo. If he can get the Panthers to the playoffs, he being Bryce Young, I call that a successful season. And I would imagine that his numbers 
would look good. So for me, just looking at the roster and where it's at and seeing how close they were to being a playoff team last season, despite the dreck of the coaching staff and the guy who was the head of the coaching staff, Matt Rule, the quarterback play being abysmal more times than not, and being one-dimensional on offense with the running game, even when they turned things around, they were right there. Potentially a J.C. Horn or Dante Jackson injury away from being a playoff team. Now they've improved the coaching staff. They've improved the roster. And I would think they've improved at least stabilized quarterback position. And if something happens to Bryce, I trust Andy Dalton more than I trust the guys that we had here last year in Carolina. This can be a playoff team. It just comes down to Bryce. But it's not all on him because there's plenty around him that can help him not have to have all the pressure of being perfect in 2023. So really, when you look at the quarterback position, what's the biggest question? Can Bryce Young take the Panthers in year to the playoffs in year one? I think he can. It's not going to be all on him, but I certainly think that he's a major key at the Carolina Panthers are going to be a playoff team here in 2023. So what does the rest of the position group look like? Andy Dalton, is he the clear-cut number two? And what's the plan in the future for Matt Corral? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We spent plenty of time talking about Bryce Young throughout the offseason as we were trying to figure out would he be the pick there at number one. Then once he was the pick, we've talked about expectations, what his numbers might look like. Can he get to the Panthers to where they want to go? And the expectations are enormous. And they were set by the man who paid, again, $2.25 billion liquid straight cash for this team, saying that Bryce Young gave them, of the quarterbacks available in this draft, the best opportunity to not win a Super Bowl, but to win Super Bowls. Buddy, modern eye, high school, a ton of expectations when you're the quarterback of that high school team. Alabama, being the quarterback of that program, a ton of expectations. Now coming to Carolina, in the NFL, and having your owner place that on you, whoo, buddy. I feel like Bryce has the even-keeled, calm, cool demeanor to handle that expectations, but that is a lot to place on this rookie when it ain't all on him, man. The defense, guys like Brian Burns, he's got to go out there and keep doing what he did last season and the year before that, being back-to-back pro bowler. J.C. Horn's got to stay healthy and be one of those top corners in the league. You got other guys out there defensively like Frankie Louvu, keep doing what you're doing. Shaq Thompson, you keep leading that defense. Like There's a lot of guys on this roster who got to do their jobs as well. It can't just be all on Bryce, but the weight of expectation is uh, certainly something that Bryce Young is uh, not necessarily shying away from. He's aware of it, but he's going to have to embrace it as Carolina Panthers in the city of Charlotte and the Carolinas are uh, looking at him to lead us back to just, I mean, just be average. <laughs> don't, don't be don't be what they've been. I don't want to be average. I want to be good. But, like, just get us there, man. Let's find some sort of sustained success, which we were promised by this owner. Please let it happen, Bryce. So, yeah, that's the biggest story. That's the biggest question. 
heading into this season when looking at the quarterback position. But looking at the rest of the quarterback position, you got Andy Dalton, you got Matt Corral right now on the roster. The Panthers have talked about adding a fourth quarterback, potentially heading to training camp. I still believe they only have 89 guys on the roster currently. They can go up to 90 before getting down there to Spartanburg. We can see uh, potentially guys getting cut. That's already happened from guys they signed as UDFAs. Um, if they see someone who they would favor to have on the roster, say that might be an outside linebacker, fingers crossed, or if they want to bring another quarterback just to have someone to take up some snaps. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what it looks like. But right now, we got Andy Dalton, got Matt Corral. Andy Dalton, from the moment that he was signed in Carolina, clear Clyde is the number two starter here. Sorry, the number two quarterback here in Carolina. And for Matt Corral, when you saw that, you, you kind of knew, too, that even before then, I mean, the Panthers had already traded up to get somebody. You knew that going into free agency, they had to go sign one of these veteran quarterbacks to be the bridge if they want him to start or just to be a mentor. They needed to do that. And once they brought in Andy Dalton, they paid him – $10 million. I think he can get up to $17 million in incentives, which I just don't see him gonna, being able to hit unless, unfortunately, you know, Bryce goes down, which we hope it's not the case. But they believe in Andy Dalton. Andy said for years he's been trying to play with Frank Reich as he's seen his kind of stock in the NFL drop down from being a starter in Cincinnati for all those years, having to be a backup and having to go out there and start in time in, in, down in Dallas when Dak got hurt. And then last year when Jameis went down, he was a starter as well. He's been around a, a little bit now. And he's also been in a situation where he's come in and had to be a starter uh, right away as a rookie. And he helped the team get to the playoffs there in the Cincinnati Bengals his rookie year. And I think, what, five, six years right after that where he consistently – was there in the playoffs. He's also dealt with injuries, which Bryce hasn't dealt with, but he's someone who can mentor Bryce and can get him to the position where the team can be able to compete. And if he's called upon to ever play, I do feel with his experience and what's around him that the Panthers can still keep winning football games and that their season isn't completely torpedoed if Danny Dalton goes down and that's or Bryce Young goes down. And that's the important thing about having a backup now. You have to have a solid backup quarterback. You cannot have all the expectations placed on just this one starting quarterback. And I do understand that, yes, your starter is the guy that you're hoping is going to stay healthy and is going to be able to help you reach that ceiling. But your floor is your backup. And if your backup quarterback can be solid, can be a Wiley veteran like Andy Dalton, you're not going to fall off too far and not have any chance of contending for the playoffs. If something happens to Bryce, I do think Andy Dalton can keep things afloat here in Carolina. So he's not here just only to be a veteran mentor, but he's also here to play – if they need him to play. Now, that would be in the event of Bryce either struggling or getting hurt, which I don't really see those things happening heading into this upcoming season. Matt Corral. A lot of questions heading into the offseason about what's going to happen with Matt Corral. Would the Panthers give Matt Corral a shot? A lot of people saying, why not give Matt Corral a shot? Why not? Well, because teams just don't draft guys in the third round after having all the quarterback controversy they've had here in Carolina and all of the ups and downs. They just don't take a guy like that especially when you look at what happened that night. They wanted to get Baker, and it did not work out, so they got Matt Corral. And right after that, Scott Fitterer said, we're going to develop Matt. We're going to take things slowly. They never even talked about him being competition for Sam. They didn't really talk about him pushing, like realistically pushing Sam Darnold once he got down to training camp. Like Matt Corral came in here as a guy that was really, for me, a panic draft move. And I do think it makes sense to take Matt Corral had he been there just in the fourth round it makes sense to draft and develop a player 
who you, you might not look at as being your franchise quarterback. And who knows? Maybe it works down the line as that would have been the case had things not gone down the way they did with Matt Corral getting injured and then the new coaching staff coming in here where, of course, even with Scott Fitter being here, they're going to want their own guy. And they're going to evaluate the quarterbacks coming out, and that's who they're going to want to have. And they're also going to need to get a veteran because Matt Corral's not played in the NFL outside of two preseason games where he didn't look great. And the offensive line and the players around him weren't good either, but it wasn't like he looked all that great even in that situation, which unfortunately led to him missing his first year here in Carolina because of that foot injury. But he's clearly a QB3, and there was, it's still unclear whether he will actually be on the roster. I feel with the change in the rules where you can have that emergency third quarterback that's not always that he can dress out and be ready to go. I feel like it would make sense. And when I listen to what Reich had to say and how they have a plan for Matt Corral and that they're not necessarily trying to give up on him, they're not really looking to move Matt Corral. Matt Corral saying that he wants to be here in Carolina. And I guess whatever he had put out there on IG the night of the draft, that was misconstrued. Don't know what it was. Odd timing to put that out there. But we've moved on from all of that. It feels like they want to keep Matt Corral here. And I do think the best case scenario for Matt Corral is this year next, you're going to sit behind Andy Dalton. You're going to be QB3, keep developing, and then come year four for you in 2025, you're the backup. And maybe an opportunity to go out there and play. And maybe you show enough to where a team looks at you and thinks, hey, that guy, shown to be a good teammate, developed really good. We've heard a lot of good things from the Panthers coaches about him. Bryce is just their guy. Maybe it's another opportunity elsewhere. But really for Matt Corral and for the Panthers, they should be focusing on developing him to be the backup. So if things don't go right with Bryce Young, they can go down to go to him maybe down the line. Or if Andy Dalton, something happens to him, they can go to Matt Corral. It's just getting Matt Corral as ready as possible in the event he's ever called upon to go out there and play in the NFL. So I don't look at him as ever being the franchise, but we'll see. Crazier things have happened. He's still on the roster, and while he's on the roster and while he's still a young player, the Carolina Panthers should be doing everything they can to continue to develop him and get him ready in the event that he is ever called upon here as a starting quarterback or even maybe as the long-term guy for the Carolina Panthers. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted again by yours truly, Julian Council. Make sure you all to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Fridays I'll be back here to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. And even though we're doing position evaluations, the next two Fridays I'll still be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So get those into me by either adding me or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And I'll talk to you on Wednesday as we'll be breaking down Miles Sanders, Chuba Hubbard, Raheem Blackshear, and the running back group here in Carolina. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.